Hello, everybody. This is Daniel Gregory, and thank you for joining me for this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, and this is episode 383 of our little podcasting world. Today, we're going to be talking about language and some storytelling concepts in photography. But before we do that, just a quick reminder to check out the workshops I've got coming up, one of which is the Meaningful Image Workshop, which is all about finding and understanding your voice, vision, signature and style. So this is not about gear and technique. This is about the heart of photography, the soul of photography and the language of photography. So if you're struggling to understand the meaning behind your work, please check out that workshop. It's an online workshop, runs for about nine months. I've got a couple of spots left in that workshop, but I would love to see those of you who are interested in finding a deeper connection to your work to engage with that. And also there's a couple of spots left in the Harvest in the Palouse workshop, which is a workshop I'm doing in conjunction with the Photographic Center Northwest out of Seattle. Uh, we'll be leaving from Seattle and heading out to the Palouse here August 21st. So if you head up to PCNW.org, check out their summer 2022 workshops. You can get more information about that or feel free to email me at daniel at danieljgregory.com and I will be happy to give you any information about either one of those workshops. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about language, which is something we talk about a lot on this podcast. We talk about the language of photography and it's also something that we see a lot and has become pretty common in conversations around photography, and that's the idea of storytelling. And we hear that a lot, that photographs need to tell a story. What's the story of the photograph? What's the intention and meaning behind the photograph? And so I wanted to talk a little bit today from a slightly different perspective on that, because even though I've talked about this a lot, and we'll continue to talk about this a lot, because I think it's a crux element for a lot of us in our photography, I think it's important that we... we figure out different ways of communicating that in an effort to find a new entry point, a new understanding, a new access point to that information. When we talk about language, when we talk about just language in general, language is used to express an idea. It's used to share an observation. That's one of the things that language does is it allows me to take what is within my own head and provide that to somebody else in a meaningful context, in a way of creating a shared meaning environment. So when we talk about photography, when we talk about the language of photography, when we talk about visual language, what we're talking about is crafting an image in such a way that we're able to express some idea. Now, the challenge is it doesn't have to be a grand idea. I think sometimes where people get stuck in this is that they think there needs to be some earth-shattering, cosmological effort behind every single photograph they snap. And that's not necessarily the case. Again, it's about the communication of an idea, something you have observed that you want to share. It's as simple as that. Now, along that way and along that path, we talk a lot about making sure that we're communicating meaningful stories, stories that are interesting, stories that convey something. And one of the things that I think is important there is that we can identify the core feeling, the core element behind the kind of the crux of that idea. So when we think about the feeling of a photograph, one of the ways that I distinguish the feeling of the photograph from the feeling of taking the photograph is there's a moment when we're behind the camera, when things come together, when we recognize pattern, form, shape, there's an attunement thing where we recognize that there's something at a deeper level within us and the thing we're photographing. When that happens, when we get that sort of alignment, we recognize that there's something going on within us that is important. 
that's a moment of feeling. When we feel that we're going to make that connection with the thing in front of the lens and pushing the shutter. And feeling, I think, is important there because we're not thinking that it's correct. We're not thinking about that. It's a a visceral response, sort of a gut check reaction that says this is the time to push the shutter. In the context of language and feeling, there's a multiplicity of levels to how we communicate something. There is a, a depth to the way we communicate. And part of that is the recognition of the moment that the thing we're photographing, the moment we're photographing, the subject we're photographing, when all those things are coming together, that those are in fact important and there is a recognition of that importance. Now, one of the things that when I've worked with people and I've struggled with this myself at times, is that we don't necessarily always understand what it is exactly we have to say. And anybody who's ever found themselves talking in a circle sometimes knows that feeling. Sometimes we have an idea. We don't have the clarity of the idea. And so we start talking. And before we know it, we've talked for like 45 minutes and we literally have no idea what we're talking about. Or you started a conversation and you realize that you're now in left field, then you're in right field, then you have no idea where you are. And you even say out loud, like, what was my point? What was I talking about? There's a moment where we kind of can get lost within the language, within the idea. And that happens with our photography at times. I think we go out to make photographs and sometimes we do get lost in this sort of meandering approach to understanding the emotional feeling we're having and how that might relate to the idea that we're trying to express. The key is, I think, in recognizing that it isn't always necessarily important that we have complete clarity of the idea at the moment we take the photograph. It's also completely conceivable that we don't have clarity of that idea when we start to look at editing that photograph. We might get clarity of that idea, but we might not. And when we don't, I think what matters is that we stick with that notion and that idea. We stick with that photograph to try to understand what that is. It's also important, as I've mentioned many times before, that sometimes a photograph doesn't stand on its own it needs to stand with a larger collection of photographs for it to have its full expression of idea. And part of the struggle as a photographer is recognizing that not every photograph is a single photograph. Sometimes it's a sequence of photographs, a series of photographs that ultimately convey the idea. And to put that burden onto a single photograph, I think is sort of premature in our approach. And it also is somewhat of a, a basic interpretation or a basic understanding of necessarily how we express our ideas and thoughts. It's why sometimes people end up in mixed media arts. It's why sometimes people convert to painting instead of just photography. There's some other expression there that needs to happen for them to convey the idea in the meaningful way. And the photograph as a standalone object isn't doing that. But again, a multitude of objects pulled together can convey that idea. And I think that's really important in remembering as you devise your language around photography that to express that idea when you're working on your visual language when you're working on your photographs that say something is that when we look at those photographs some photographs individually speak loud and they speak with clarity and they speak with purpose but again if you're not getting that from the one photograph 
Start to group the photographs together by theme, by concept, by pattern, by color, by some element that hangs them together and start to see if the clarity of the idea comes from that. This is also one of the reasons why when we look at photographs and when we experience photographs, sometimes we look at a photograph that on the surface doesn't appear to be that good a photograph, but in ongoing efforts and ongoing work with a larger body of work, that photograph kind of sticks around as kind of a satellite in orbit. And eventually it becomes a dominant photograph. It becomes clear as the purpose and message and intention of the idea. But on the initial onset, we lack the understanding of how it fits into that broader picture. So that's why sometimes that larger body of work is so important. I think this is also why sometimes when we look at photographs, and if you're a person who believes Everything needs to be in focus, foreground to background, for a photograph to be good. It needs sharp focus, all uh, kind of that F64 West Coast tradition of modernism. Everything's in sharp focus. What happens if for the expression you need to tell, for the idea of the language you're attempting to communicate, everything actually needs to be blurry. Everything actually needs to be soft. You're contained by your association of what makes a good photograph. The preset idea in your language that a good photograph, a well done photograph is sharp and in focus. However, if what the idea requires is a lack of focus, how would you ever properly express that idea? How would you properly ever communicate that idea effectively? You couldn't because you're required to step outside what you believe to be a good photograph to create the meaningful photograph, to create the photograph that is actually communicating that which you want to say. And I think that at its core in lies part of the struggle a lot of us have in our photography is our language, not of photography, but of what is we believe to be good photography contaminates our language to express ideas through photography. So the assumption of full frame, color, black and white, focus, out of focus, long exposure, short exposure, grain, no grain, all these different little things of technique and gear that cause us to have a negative reaction to a photograph that we might make because it falls outside our own sensibility means that we have in fact eliminated so much language to communicate effectively that we may not ever create the true photograph that expresses the idea or observation we've shared. So as you're thinking about your photographs, as you're thinking about your approach to your photography, I think one of the things that's important is again, getting clarity of the idea and that requires shooting. That requires looking at photographs. That requires verbalizing what you are experiencing by looking at a photograph. But as we look at those photographs, as we go through that shared experience, starting to recognize what is it you have as an idea, and then how would you express that? How do you express that in a meaningful way such that the context of the photograph, when we look at it, allows us to have that experience? Again, going back to the simplicity of should it be in focus or not? Should it be in color or black and white? Should it be in muted colors? Should it be in saturated colors? Those decisions about how do I communicate what I have to say are paramount 
in making sure that the correct idea is communicated. So everything we've talked about so far in this podcast essentially boils down into, are you in fact breaking your own ability to communicate effectively through your photography by your own bias in your photography? And if so, are you willing to take that step to say, I'm going to make the photographs that I need to make, that I'm destined to make, or am I going to sit back and rely on antiquated concepts and ideas about what makes effective photography so that when somebody looks at my photograph, they can tell me that it's a nice photograph, even though they don't get it. I think at the end of the day, it'd be better to make a photograph that is different, but communicates the idea rather than to have it be particularly technically proficient. As you look at your photographs, please, you know, think about that. Think about your approach. Are you again not expressing yourself because of an unwillingness to take that risk to share something different. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. I hope I've given you a few things to think about. Again, there's so much things around language and photography that is a subject we'll revisit over and over again. But again, I hope you find something out of this week's podcast to help you make a better photograph by better understanding your own language. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. Don't forget to rate or subscribe to the podcast. That helps other people find the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you next time.